our good morning celebration. Are you doing good? How's everybody doing? Nav, thank you so much for that intro, man. It's a polite intro. You should hear how Nav jokes with me off the stage, though. Uh, so the, I'm just surprised he didn't throw no jabs. But celebration, are you doing good? How was your Christmas? Was it good? Did you get what you wanted? Uh, if you didn't, did you? Were you at least able to fake it? You know, one of the wow, that's exactly what I wanted. Uh, what is that again? So I hope you guys are doing good. Uh, but hey, it is the last Sunday of 2020. Wherever you're at right now, whatever you're doing, could you just take some time to celebrate that you made it to the last Sunday of 2020? Give yourself a hand clap, a pat on the back, whatever you got to do. Man, this has not been an average year. Uh, man, it is an honor and a privilege to be able to bring the Word of God on such a special Sunday. Uh, speaking of that, Pastor Randy, Pastor Cherie, I just want to thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for trusting me uh, with this mic, with this Sunday. And I want to say a special thank you to you, uh, the way that you have led this church, this ministry, through a very challenging year uh, with such grace, with such courage, the way that you guys have rebounded, the way that you guys have made strides forward. Uh, so smooth. You make it look easy. Maybe sometime you can teach me how to do that. Uh, but so thankful. I hope you're doing good wherever you're at. Hey, look, I don't know what you're doing right now. You may even be in your Christmas morning pajamas still, haven't showered in like three days. But whichever, whatever you're doing right now, I just want to challenge you in this moment, be intentional, be engaged. I know it's really easy on the other side of that camera just to lose focus. Uh, but I believe that God has something for you this morning. I believe that God is going to drop a word in your spirit that is going to change some things in your life. Are you ready? You want to take this journey with me? Let's go ahead and pray before we get started. God, thank you so much. God, we just give you praise this morning uh, for who you are and for how good you have been. God, it has been a challenging year. God, but we know that you're on the throne. We know that you are still God, that you are still good, and that you are working in the lives of of your people. God, I'm asking that you would be on me today, that you would help me to speak the word that I believe that you have given me with boldness. God, and I pray that this word, God, would initiate change in the hearts and in the lives of the believers. If you believe that and if you're ready, would you agree with me and say amen? Amen. All right, y'all. Uh, you know what? You guys are good to go. I'm ready. I can take it from here. Uh, this was literally the year that tested the entire world, 2020, straight up, was the year that tested the entire world. You know, the other day I uh, saw a recap that Google had released. They put it online. I think it was last month, and it, I mean, it was really touching. It said that the most popular human question, the, 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 the question that every human is asking was the question why, and in 2020, that question was searched on Google more than ever before. Why is this happening? Why can't I sleep? Why is it called COVID-19? Why are they protesting in the streets? Why are there fires in Australia? Why is the sky orange? Why do black lives matter? Why is this going on? What's going on? Now, I don't know the details of your life, but I know that you were somehow affected by the struggle that literally was widespread throughout the entire planet. I know that you were affected by the struggle of the pandemic. You were affected by the struggle of the lockdown. Some of y'all became teachers overnight. I know that I messed with you. Some of you guys struggled to find toilet paper in the aisles. There were painful moments in 2020. Our hearts literally broke with the deaths of Breonna Taylor, 
and George Floyd. It was heartbreaking to hear his words that literally echoed through the whole world. I can't breathe. Where were you? Then there were the deaths that we lost, that we suffered, the lost loved ones. I feel like everybody this year lost someone that was close to them. Where were you? I know you were affected by the struggle. And on top of that, the pandemic, the social unrest, the financial issues. It's not like our personal problems took some time off. It's not like they say, hey, you know what? We're going to give you a few months just to sort this whole thing out. I know you're going through a pandemic. Now your personal problems didn't take some time off. You still had to deal with your relational issues. You still had to deal with your financial issues. This was a tough, t a tough year, y'all. The struggle was widespread. And it is not like I could just go on a plane and escape it. This was happening through the entire planet. Wherever you left, wherever you went, lockdown. Every person that you encountered had their masks on. This struggle was widespread. So I was thinking, getting ready for this message about another time in church history where there was a widespread struggle, and it took me to the book of Hebrews. In the beginning of the church, you had these guys that were so excited to follow this man named Jesus. He literally turned the world upside down. And there were these believers that were so radical to follow this Jesus. And that word spread, and all of a sudden there were so many converts to this new religion called Christianity. But then there was a new king named Nero, and he ordered it was illegal to be a Christian. All of a sudden, widespread persecution. Christians were literally being hunted like animals. It was not the popular thing to do, and they couldn't escape it. It was literally everywhere that they went. And this struggle, this tense time was so tough that these Christians thought, you know what, how about we turn back and go to our Judaistic roots because here's the thing, when the devil can't get you to throw in the towel altogether, the next thing he'll try to get you to do is compromise. Judaism wasn't atheism. They still believed in a God. They just were debating whether they were going to have faith in Jesus Christ. It was on the line. What were they going to do? But this author, the guy that wrote the book of Hebrews, figured he'd step in. And he said, y'all, I know this struggle is widespread, and I know this time is tough, but I want to tell you something. This struggle ain't new. This struggle ain't new. This has been happening throughout ages. He started talking about heroes of the faith. This is Hebrews 11. He said, by faith, there was a man named Noah who was warned of things to come. And in the face of contradiction, in the face of humiliation, Noah decided to obey God and build a boat. Let me tell you about a man named Abraham. Abraham was a man who had nothing but a promise. And he, and he was so bent on this promise that he started to journey to this place that God called him. And he had no idea what that place was. But God told him, you'll know it when you get there. Has God ever told you that? I know I don't know what, what, I don't know what job I'm going to go to next. But God says, you'll know it when you see it. I don't know who I'm going to marry. You'll know when you meet them. I don't know where I'm going to go next. I don't know what church to go to. When you walk through those doors, it will feel like home. Abraham was looking for a city. There was another person named Sarah. It was Abraham's wife who had the faith 
to believe God. And her faith literally caused her barren womb to produce a child. By faith, there was another man named Moses. And Moses' parents knew there was something special about this kid that in a time when they were killing these young babies, they hid Moses and rejected the king's orders. Maybe that's not a good one to read. We should obey the government. I know <laughs> it's a debatable issue right now. Uh, but by faith, Moses, when he grew up, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He literally he literally refused the, the, the world, the, the identity that the world was trying to give him. And he said, I'm going to belong with the people of God. The writer of Hebrews takes us um, with all this in mind. If you could put up the scripture, Hebrews 12, 1. He says, all these people that have gone before you. He says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, all these people that I just named, they are literally in the grandstands of heaven right now looking down on your situation. He says, with that in mind, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. And let us run this race with perseverance, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and the perfecter of our faith. Oh, come on, y'all. Not only did Jesus start that faith in you, Jesus is going to finish that thing in you. He says he's faithful to complete that thing that he started in you. He said Jesus had to endure a cross too, and there was a joy that was set before him that was so on his mind and so in his heart that it gave him the power and the strength to endure a cross. He scorned its shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now consider these things, y'all. Consider him, consider them who face such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. What is this writer of Hebrews telling, uh, trying to tell us? The first point is this. Struggle is nothing new. Struggle is nothing new. I know that this year has been challenging, but I'm here to tell you, you were born into this fight. There was a fight when you got here, and if you go before Jesus gets back, there will be a fight when you leave. I know that we've preached this thing like, a, you know, like a utopian Christianity. Like once you accept Jesus, everybody's going to like you, right? Nobody's going to give you issues, and you're going to have more followers on Instagram. But it's simply not true. This life is a fight. It's called the fight of faith. That's why you came into this world crying. There were those fighting before you got here, and there will be people fighting the fight of faith when you leave. Pain is nothing new. Hurt is nothing new. I know they left you, but that's nothing new. Toil is nothing new. Even in our nation, I hear people say, you know, this is the toughest year that America has gone through. It's not true. It's not true. America was built on the resilience and the ingenuity of the American spirit. There were things like the Great Depression. Talk about economics. A pandemic, there was this thing called the Spanish flu. Social unrest, we made it through a civil war. Their struggle is nothing new. Why do I say that? I want you to put up the scripture, 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. Peter's writing, dear friends, don't be surprised at the fiery trials you're going through as if something strange were happening to you. This ain't nothing new. Don't be shocked. Don't think that your faith is not working. Don't think just because you're facing opposition that God is not faithful. Don't be surprised. 
That's why I mentioned all these things in Hebrew. There were those that came before you. Why am I telling you, telling you this? To encourage you. If faith got them through it, faith will get you through it. If faith caused them to escape the edge of the, fore, the sword, faith will cause you to escape death. If faith caused them to bring people from, de- from, the, uh, from the dead back to life, faith will cause you to be able to bring those dead things in your life back to life. Come on. Faith worked then, it'll work now. This is your moment in history. This is your time to shine. This is your turn to overcome. Struggle is nothing new. Struggle is nothing new. Why do I say that? Because I personally know that it is the enemy's tactic to feel like you are the only one. He tries to isolate you and make you feel like your situation is unique. You're the only one going through this. I know that they've made it through that, but not this. I know that they cured the Spanish flu, but not COVID-19. I know that the economy has made it through those times, but not this time. I know the nation has seen dark times, but not dark times like this. I know your relationship is going through trouble and you made it before, but not this time. But I'm here to tell you, Actually, honestly, your situation is not as unique as you think. 1 Corinthians 10 says this, the temptations in your life are actually no different than everyone else on the planet. They're facing the same things, but God is faithful, and he will not allow you to be tempted or tried more than you can bear. And with every temptation, he will provide you a way of escape. Come on, what are you going through right now? I'm here to tell you that God will provide you a way of escape. What problems are you up against right now? I'm here to tell you that God will provide solutions. Come on, y'all. God is faithful. God is good. I know your situation is different, but God will give you a solution that is perfectly fit for that problem. I want to give you a scripture that I like. I didn't give it to them. They're not going to put it on the screen. But I want to tell you a scripture that has helped me during tough times. Come on, because we're in this fight together. Man, don't get isolated in this moment. Come on, don't let struggle cause you to disconnect from this church family. Whether you're meeting in a building or not, you can be connected in your heart, online. Whichever way we put it out, you can go ahead and be connected with us. I want to tell you a scripture that has helped me through tremendously tough times in my life. It's Deuteronomy 33, 25. I'm going to have to go uh, old King James on y'all. And it says this. It says, as your days are, so shall your strength be. As your days are, so shall your strength be. What is that saying? As hard as the day is, that's how much strength I'm going to go ahead and give you. Have you faced days that are harder than others? Come on. Think about this year with me. Have there been nights that have been tougher than other nights? Come on, have you taken the long route, maybe after work, and just had to gather yourself? Because this day just seemed harder than these other days. I'm here to tell you that there is a grace for every hard day, every difficult day that you face. I'm here to tell you that there is a grace for every struggle that you fight. God says you're not in this thing alone. I know it's tough. That lost loved one, 
Come on, how am I going to make it? I'll never get them back. But I'm here to tell you there is a comfort that God will meet you with. He says, you ain't in this thing alone. I know it's tough, but let's do it together. Come on, I lost my job, but I'm here to tell you there is a grace for that situation that will get you in the place that you need to be. This is challenging. I've never been pressed like this. I've never been pushed like this. I'm here to tell you there is a strength. As your days are, so shall your strength be. I'm going to meet you in that moment. Ooh, don't disconnect from God. Don't do this thing alone. He says, I'll be with you in the struggle. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. As your days are, so shall your strength be. Y'all doing good? Let's keep going. Let's keep going. Hebrews 12, verse 5. Let me get a drink of water. They're going to put it up there on the screen. We're talking about struggle. That first point was struggle is nothing new. Hebrews 12, he goes on, the writer of Hebrews, he says, And my child, do not underestimate the value of the discipline and the training of the Lord God or get depressed when he has to correct you. The things that you're going through, he called them training. Okay, help us out. Give us some perspective. Verse 7, fully embrace God's correction as part of your training, for he is doing what any loving father does for his children. For who has ever heard of a child who had never had to be corrected? Verse 11, now all discipline seems to be more pain than pleasure at the time. Yet later, somebody say later, it will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. What is he saying? What is he saying? He says, look, I know it's painful right now, but I need you to understand this. If you will yield to this thing, if you'll yield to what God is doing in this moment, this trial, this test, this, this tough time, it's producing transformation of character in you. And it's going to bring a harvest in your life if you yield to it. What is he telling us? Point number two, this struggle is good for me. Come on. I hope somebody gets excited. That struggle, if you will allow it, God will make it good for you. Come on. There's something that God wants to do in your life. God wants to expand you. God wants to add to you. God wants to stretch you. There's something that God wants to do in your life. It reminds me of John 15. John 15 is one of those scriptures I didn't necessarily like. It was one of those scriptures that says, even if you're doing good, when you're doing good, God could take it upon himself to give you some pruning. What? I mean, I thought if I was bad, God, go ahead, slap me on the wrist. But when I'm doing good, what pruning is, I'm going to cut back off of your life. It's a cutback season. I am here, and God's going to trim me. God's going to cut me back, and it looks like I'm losing. But in reality, God is setting me up to go further than I've ever been. Come on, God is getting ready to get you further than you have ever been. That's good news, y'all. Come on, what are you experiencing right now? What type of things have you lost right now? What type of things has God cut back in your life? This is 2020. There was a lot that was cut back. There was a lot that was stripped from us. But I'm here to tell you, you don't serve a God that takes away. 
You serve a God that sets you up. Ooh, that's good. I hope you in that house right now, I hope that that hits home. Even in the Philippines, I feel like I'm talking to somebody right now. I hope that you realize that you serve a God that is not taking from you. God is setting up to do more in your life than you would ever realize. God is a God that adds. God is a God that multiplies. God is a God that will take you from one place to another. Have faith in God. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. I want you to, I know I'm giving you a lot of Bible, but I want you to check it out with me. Come on, 2 Corinthians 4, 17, excuse me. It says, for our present troubles are small and they actually won't last very long. Yet, they produce for us a glory that vastly outweighs them, talking about the troubles, and will last forever. Oh, come on, y'all. That's good news right there. Your troubles have an expiration date. Come on. This is seasonal, and this season, this too, shall pass. But if you'll let it, the thing that God is going to use this will produce something in your life that will go far beyond this season. Let me say it like this. If you will treat this struggle right, what it will produce in you will serve you for the rest of your life. Oh, come on. Do you hear it? Do you hear it? God is wanting to do something in your life that is going to last longer than a season. God wants your life to touch generations that go after you. God is thinking eternal. God is thinking long term. And this struggle, if you'll see it right, if you allow God to do a work in you, it will produce something that will last a lifetime. So my question to you this morning is what is God trying to produce in you? Take account right now of the situation you're in. What have you faced? What was difficult for you? What was stripped from your life? Come on. Well, I have the gift of discernment. I can discern what's going on with all this. How about you turn that gift of discernment on yourself? And what is God trying to do in your life? Come on. Can you see it? Is he trying to expand you? Is he trying to get you to be maybe a little bit more humble? Is God trying to grow compassion into you? Is God trying to give you a listening ear? Is God trying to grow you? Is God trying to give you more love? Is God trying to make you more like him? Where are you at? What is God trying to do in you? Because if you allow it, this thing will end up serving you for the rest of your life. This thing is seasonal, but what it can produce in you is eternal. Come on. Somebody say, this struggle was good for me. It was good for me. Another scripture I like. I don't know if I gave it to them. It's Exodus 1.12, and it's actually talking about the children of Israel. And he said this, that the more the Egyptians afflicted the people of Israel, the more the people of Israel multiplied and grew. Oh, come on. See, the enemy's trying to intimidate you. I got another thing coming for you. But here's the thing. If you'll allow it, every time he swings, God will allow you to grow and multiply. The struggle is actually good for you. It's the thing that will cause production in your life. It's the thing that's going to cause multiplication in your life. See your situation differently this morning. This thing that's coming up against you, it's actually the thing that is going to multiply you and grow you. Let it produce love. Let it produce mercy. 
Let it stretch, your, stretch you. Let it enlarge your worldview. Let it expand you. Come on. Let this thing make you more like God. You know, it's funny uh, thinking about, you know, the struggles and even the fear of struggles. Sometimes uh, we can have fear and the, the fear of danger actually does more harm to us than the danger itself. You ever been there? It's anxiety, right? All this stuff that's going on, what's next? And the feeling of what's next causes anxiety and actually does more damage to you than the event that you're afraid of. We used to talk about this guy named Job in the Bible. And one of the most popular scriptures uh, was the fact when Job, sa Job said, this thing that I have feared, it came upon me. I feared and my fear brought this thing upon me. But you know what? I was thinking maybe that wasn't so bad because at least Job finally knew what he was messing with. At least he finally discovered what kind of pain that event could actually bring. I remember this one time, seventh grade, King City, California. Uh, we moved out there, and I knew nobody, so my dad thought, you know what, one great way for this guy to meet uh, and make some friends, let's put him in, let's put him in sports. So they put me in uh, contact sport. It was, it was tackle football. And it was the first time that I was ever going to play football in pads. I got real nervous. I'd never been hit before. I was a skinny kid. Uh, I was real skinny, actually, to where my spandex was actually baggy. That's how you know you're skinny when your spandex is, is baggy. And so I remember putting these pads on, and they're a little too big. The helmet was loose. And, uh, I mean, I'm nervous. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm, I, I, my stomach is sick. I'm making trips to the restroom. I am nervous, y'all. I've never been hit before like that. I mean, I've seen people, you know, uh, on Sunday get hit. It doesn't look fun. And I'm about to go through this pain also that I can make some friends. And, I, and I'm getting ready. And, and the coach could tell that I'm nervous. And he says, son, don't worry. The first time you get hit, all the jitters will leave. You just got to get hit. So I'm there. You know, I, 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 the, the, I'm, I'm up next. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm lined up behind the quarterback, and the quarterback snaps the ball, and he pitches it to me. And I grab the ball, and I'm running, and I juke one guy, and I shake another, and I stiff arm somebody else, as far as I can remember. And uh, it's going good. And I see it. It's a clear field, and I'm running. Now, your boy was skinny, but he was pretty quick. And I was scared. So you add those things, two things together, your boy's moving. I was running. <laughs> pads going all over the place, helmets moving side to side, and I'm thinking, I'm going to score. And then out of nowhere, crack. I mean, this dude blindsided me, and I'm soaring in the air like a paper plane, y'all. Talk about hang time. I'm like, any minute now, I should hit the ground. And I'm in the air, and finally, I land on my back. Boom. I had the ball, by the way. I did not fumble. Yeah, give it up. Come on, come on. I get up, and I remember my first thought was, that's it? That's it? I was so scared to get hit, and that's it? Come on. I think somebody needs to stand up right now and tell the enemy in his face, that's it? Is that your best shot? Come on, I was so scared of that, and that's all you got? Come on, I was so scared that they would leave, and I wouldn't be able to make it, and that's it? Come on, I was scared that sickness was going to come on my body. Is this it? I still have my faith. I still have my peace. I still have my God. I'm here. Is that it? Come on, sometimes you need to get cocky with the devil. Sometimes you need to fight back and say, was that your best shot? You told me I wouldn't make it. Well, guess what? 
Results came in. That's a, I feel like Mari. Come on, results came back in. That determined that was a lie. You said that I would lose my mind if I ever lost them. Well, you know what? Situation turns out that came out. It turns out that was a lie. You made it, y'all. Come on. Sometimes the fear of trouble will try to cause more damage to you than the event itself. And sometimes the struggle is good for you because at least you know what you're messing with. And I'm here to tell you no matter how big your mountain is, your God is bigger. No matter what you're up against, I'm telling you, your God is bigger. He is still on the throne. He still has the name that is above every name. And at that name, Jesus, every knee will bow, including depression, including anxiety, including death and destruction come on is that it I'm here to tell you that struggle was good for you come on it was good for you because it taught you you can make it it taught you that it can't take you out it taught you that your God is faithful come on come on Hebrews 12 25 let's keep going let's keep going and Ben you can make it back up these last two points it's going to be more of a conversation, and I want this to hit home. I know that this year, referring to my first two points, number one, first of all, the struggle is nothing new. This thing has been going on for ages, and it's going to continue to go. And then the, Hebrew, the writer of Hebrews wanted you to know that the struggle is actually good for you. Hebrews 12, 25, but he goes on to say this. But now let's start to talk about how we're going to make it out. Hebrews 12, 25, he says this. Now I want you to make sure, make very sure that you refuse to listen to God when he speaks. Sterl, you can go ahead and play whenever uh, you're ready. Make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks. And in praying for this message and getting ready, uh, one of the biggest things that God, I feel like, spoke to me during 2020 was he highlighted to me how the things were removed from my life, the noise, the clutter, so that I could be more attentive to God's voice. And he said, son, when you see all this stuff going on around you, it's going to be your obedience to my voice that leads you out. This writer is saying, make very sure that you never refuse to listen to God when he speaks because he does speak. Because he is speaking. Now, I don't know what kind of struggles you're going through, but I'm telling you that God is speaking to you. Some of you guys have gone through incredibly difficult times. Some of you have lost parents, lost children and you think how could I make it out of this I'm here to tell you you will if you listen when God speaks their third point was this listen when he speaks I realized that things around me got quiet so that I could listen and it honestly made me think of greater things if you're not familiar Pastor Randy brought a series at the beginning of this year called greater things and he was saying that in 2020 and in this new decade, that God wanted to do greater things in our lives. He preached several messages. That first one, he said, you have to have eyes to see it, though. 
And the second one, he said, and when you get tempted to miss this thing, don't let it pass you by. And then his third one, he said, it's going to sound so good that you're going to be tempted to think that it's not true. But Jesus said, I want to assure you that I'm not lying. The word came from Pastor Randy's mouth. It was God speaking to us. And I'm here to tell you, as just another person that's a part of this church, when God speaks, let's make sure that we hear it. 2021, what's it going to look like? I don't know. But I know that God's going to speak. And I know that I'm going to listen when he does. And I want to challenge you. I'm telling you, God's getting ready to say something over your life. And wherever you're at, just be ready and listen when it comes. Woo. Greater things. Greater things. God is wanting to do greater things. And his voice, his word is going to lead you into those things. Hebrews 12, 26, 27. It says, The earth was rocked at the sound of his voice from the mountain. But now he has promised once and for all, I will not only shake the, the systems of this world, but also the unseen powers in the heavenly realm. Verse 27, now this phrase, once and for all, clearly indicates the final removal of things that are shaking, that is the old order, so that only what is unshakable will remain. Which leads me to my last point. God is leading you to the place where only the unshakable will remain. There was a lot of shaking going on. Come on, there was a lot of stirring going on. But I'm here to tell you, it was working for your good. Because where God is getting ready to take you is the place where what you do have left in your life will be unshakable. Come on, some, this year some people left your life. But that was good. Because those that stayed... It will be unshakable. Come on, your faith was in your job. And that got shook. But that was good for you. Because now your faith is in God. And that faith is going to be unshakable. Come on, your joy, your happiness was in circumstances. And when things got rocked, that got shook. But that's okay. Because now your hope, your joy is found in Christ. And that is going to be unshakable. We're inheriting an unshakable kingdom. And what is going to remain is going to be unshakable. I know they left and I know it hurt, but it was good that they left. I have what I need. I'm glad my faith in the economy got rocked. Come on, I'm glad my faith in my job got rocked because I'm leaving with the faith in God and that faith is unshakable. So here's what we're going to do. Come on, I want you to see your struggle right. I want you to see your situation correctly. Here's what we're going to do. Verse 28 says this, Since we are receiving these rights to an unshakable kingdom, we should be extremely thankful and offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives in absolute surrender filled with awe. What did he say? We're going to offer God the purest worship that delights his heart as we lay down our lives 
for our God is a holy, devouring fire. So here's what we're going to do. Wherever you're at right now, I want you to stand up on your feet. And we're going to end this last Sunday of 2020 with some praise and some worship to God. I know it was tough, but he was absolutely at work in your life. Come on. I know that things got shook, but God was actually causing that thing to produce in your life. I know that you felt like things got cut back and you suffered loss, but God is setting you up to go further than you ever have gone before. This is your moment right now. This is your moment right now. Come on, get off the couch. Get off the bed. Would you stand up? Maybe grab the hand of the person next to you, your family member, whoever you're with, and say, how about we offer God in this moment some praise and some worship? Come on, as a declaration of your faith that this season has an expiration date, but what God is getting ready to do is going to last forever. Come on, my good friend Tavo is going to lead us in worship, but I don't want you to miss it. I don't want you to miss it. What is God going to do? Would you sing with us? Would you praise with us? Go ahead, take it away, Tav. The righteous get bigger and brighter. The path of the righteous get bigger and brighter. May the path of the righteous get bigger and brighter. May the path of the righteous get bigger and brighter. May the path of the righteous get bigger and brighter. May the path of the righteous get bigger and brighter. May the We praise you right now in this moment. We praise you in this moment. We believe that you are moving on our behalf. God, I thank you all across, God, this nation, those that are listening, even those in the Philippines. God, we believe, God, that you are at work in our lives. We praise you. That struggle was big, but you're bigger. Come on, that mountain is big, but you're bigger. That giant standing in front of us is big. But we believe that you could put some extra grace on that rock. God, we believe that you're a victorious God. And we believe that you made us a victorious church. Come on. Would you raise your hands right now out of your own voice?
Would you praise God? Come on, you're good. And my story is not over. Come on, you're a God that restores. right now and maybe you don't have a relationship with Jesus and all of this is new to you but you can relate in the struggle that you faced this year but I'm here to tell you that you serve a, that there is a God that loves you and sent his only son to die for your sins I don't know what your past looks like but I know that God can come in your story right now and change it all around as soon as you let him in your life are you open to that would you be open to it? if so pray this prayer with me say father here I am, a sinner, but God, I'm hearing this message today, and my heart is open. Would you come in my heart? Would you change my life? I repent of my sins, and I receive the free gift of salvation of Jesus. I thank you for it. I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. And God, I just declare over the people of God right now. that you have a bright future for us in 2021 and greater things are still and is still the agenda. You are God and you are on the move. The disappointment, I pray healing right now in the name of Jesus. Those right now whose faith was shook, I pray strength in their spirits right now in the name of Jesus. Those who are still believing, for healing and for miracles. I declare the power of God to touch those bodies right now in the name of Jesus. Your story is not over. It is just beginning. And we still believe the best is yet to come. Come on, are you excited? Thanks for listening. If this impacted you and you'd like to partner with us, go to celebrationchurch.cc give 
to help us reach people with the message of Jesus. 